At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, <laughs> I could really use Current. <laughs> I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. next person who is a great friend of mine. He is called the culture referee. I mean, he, he know how to stir it up. You hear me? He gonna stir it up and have some real good conversations. But today, we have an amazing, amazing guest that's gonna be joining him. So I need you guys to make some noise. Please give it up for my guy, Ray Daniels and his special guest. It's the God Show. Oh, yo, yo, can you hear me? Intro. Intro. How everybody doing? Give it up for my co-host, my co-host, Amira. How y'all doing? So, hey, um, Lena, what's up, what's up, what's up? So when we got invited here, I was, and I knew he was going to do the God Show, I said, what can I do, what can I offer everybody in the audience that I think will be of value to them, okay? Who has a cell phone in here? Everybody ain't got a cell phone, right? Exactly. So, I'm going to bring up one of my favorite media guys. I'm going to ask y'all to give him a round of applause because I told him Atlanta's going to show him all the love. He built his business to $50 million off of Instagram. And he's going to come in here. Matter of fact, hold on. He built his business to $50 million off Instagram. We are here to celebrate each other. Let's go. He built a $50 million business off of Instagram. So, so... Without further ado, can y'all give it up for our very special guest, Jason Lee from Hollywood Unlocked. Let's go! Hey, Jason! I'm the only one. <laughs> y'all gotta turn all these mics up because this other music is loud. What's up, everybody? Let's go! Atlanta usually show me a lot more motherfucking love. Let's What's get up, some Atlanta? Love. Atlanta, they want to Got my ass all the way out here. He came, he came to give us some game. Let's Watch go, guys. Out. Absolutely. Just so we clear, my jewelry is real. I don't do no fake Ooh. shit. So. <laughs> not, not, not talking shit about anybody that does, because we all fake it until we make it. But nigga, I made it, so. Oh, I, I just better talk that talk. That's What's what the God Show is for, for you to come and talk that talk. Give yourself yes. some flowers. So by the way, before we start, thank you, brother. Of course. You were the first on my list when I knew he was doing this. I was like, what can I give the people that I know is going to... How can we teach our people how to fish? So this conversation is about the power 
This show is called The Power of Black Media, starring the most smartest man in black media, Jason Lee. So let's go, guys. Well, that's nice. You know, they don't say that about me, but it's okay. See, what you're going <laughs> to learn is when you're on your come up, everybody's going to doubt you. They're going to hate. They're going to tell you they don't believe in you. Motherfucker told me go become a publicist. Don't do this. Don't do this. Then he messy. He gay. He this. He's a colorist. They said it all. But guess what? Every time they say it, it's the same bitches be all over my pages, watching my show, sharing my shit. And I walk by, I walk by a couple when I got up on the stage today too. But I just wave to them because you're here to watch me. And I'm the look, I'm so glad that you allowed me to be a part of today because ultimately at the end of the day, when you learn how to fish as black people, it's our responsibility to go and teach other black people how to fish too. So I'm, a, I'm, pl I'm proud to be a part of uh, today's conversation. Let's go, let's go. So let's get into it, Tamara, let's go. Okay, so last night we actually went to dinner and you shared some amazing stories with us. One of the biggest things I took away was that you were able to walk away from things that would have made you, uh, well, I like to think you are a household name, but would have kind of took you to another level, but you said, you know what, this doesn't align with what I really want to do. Are you talking about Kanye West or are you talking about something else? I was talking about KK. Who's that? Oh, Kamala Harris. Yeah. Okay, yeah. So you had the opportunity to actually work with the White House, and because they didn't really align with exactly what you wanted to do, you walked away from that. Well, let me let me say this. I'm a fan of Kamala Harris. I support Kamala Harris. Kamala Harris has pulled up for me when I needed her to, and so I love her and the fact that she's a black woman, and we in the whole context of protecting black women, she's a black woman that should be protected too. So let me start with that. Absolutely. Uh, no, the White House. Uh, we had a, they had reached out to me and they. Had sent me an email and said the White House would like to have a phone call. And so the first thing you do is you call your accountant, make sure your taxes are right, you gotta make sure you ain't got no, no warrants. Because when the motherfucking White House call, you call, you, you start going through your Instagram, like who the fuck was I in their DMs? So I got on the phone with the White House and it was two black people, uh, Erica Lowe and another guy named Trey who's no longer there. And when we got on the call, I said, well, why are you calling me? Because I know you're calling me because I speak to niggas and you want to get to niggas. So if you want me to talk to niggas, you got to talk to niggas. What we talk about. And they couldn't believe I said that because I said it just like that. That's how I talk to the White House because they're my niggas, right? <laughs> so as we're talking, you know, um, I later went on to Dubai and did some shit. And on my way back, I stopped at Kamala's Christmas party. And the first thing I said to the vice president is, why do I only know what you do based on looking at her Instagram? Because you should be able to communicate to the culture in a way that resonates. So how can how can I help you talk to the people that I talk to? And so we built a relationship. We ended up having coffee. And she invited me to Africa. And I was excited to go with her. I'd never been on Air Force One or Two. I'm like, any one of us would love the experience to go to Africa on Air Force One or Two. But what I said to her was, you got to pull up and do my show first. Because it will look unauthentic for me to go and rubber stamp you. I look like a nigga happy to be at the cookout. And I don't want to lose my credibility getting on a plane going with you to the motherland talking about shit that we, we don't know about. And I said, I told her, if we're going to talk about things that you want to talk about, we got to talk about the young black boys getting killed by police in America. We got to talk about the shit that resonates with my audience. And I ended up not going to Africa, but I'm still working with the White House. I still love Kamala Harris. And, and something that I learned from Jason last night for myself was, was just because you're invited to the party don't mean you can't set your own terms. Oh, I like that. That's, That's what he, so he, I mean, literally he's throwing, like, yeah, me and Kamala was hanging out. And I said, look, I'm like, I would have just said, 
said, yes, what you want me to wear? Like, Jason was like, no, that's not his line. So what I learned from him. So, Jason, if how did you, what was your mindset going into building Hollywood Unlocked that someone can take care of, that you just started from your phone? What was the mindset going in? I mean, the, I had already, I had met Queen Latifah 30 years ago when I was 15. I'm 46 now. I know I look good as fuck. That's because I lost all that weight and got money. Losing weight and getting money makes everybody yeah. look good. That's the motivation. So I met Queen Latifah when I was 15. I've been around celebrity my whole life. I'm a fan of the culture. I'm a fan of pop culture. I'm a fan of celebrity. Shout out to my nigga Osiris right there who's afraid to come on my show, but I'm going to get his ass No, no, too. I'm working with him. I'm working with him. I'm that's bringing my, him that's, that's the homie right there. I fuck with Osiris. We bringing him. He, he, he ain't been on my show yet, so he had a dog. <laughs> but no, when I built Hollywood Unlocked, the idea was let me unlock Hollywood for the consumer. Let me unlock Hollywood for fans because Hollywood is fake. Hollywood and entertainment is fake. You are being sold shit by famous people who get corporate money to sell you shit that you don't need, and we all buy into it. But uh, when I decided to buy, uh, create Hollywood Unlocked, I thought I would, you know, bring you close to your favorite celebrity and take you behind the rope. But then the celebrities that I was fucking with stopped fucking with me because they were scared, you know? Uh, and I didn't know that they were scared until I got in the game. So then I said, okay, they're afraid of me, and Floyd Mayweather looked at me and he said, Stop being a pussy and tell these motherfuckers what you really think. Because if you tell people what you really think, you're going to blow because you a savage. I said, for real? I said, okay, cool. Your ass is ugly. Your clothes is whack. Your music ain't hitting. I'm sorry, but uh, your nigga, your nigga's my nigga on the weekend. Uh, yo, you know, and so once I started really being me, just really what I think, it was such a freedom. It was such a release because I no longer had to adhere to the pressure or the policies or, or, or politics of the industry. And that's when it started to hit. So once I saw it hitting, I was like, oh, shit. I got a whole bunch of opinions. And then I went on Wildin' Out and I continued to expand my brand and Wendy Williams and all that. And it's, you know, it is what it is. Even from your name, you're very intentional, right? So you are one of the most strategic people I've ever run into in my life. Can you tell the audience the importance of being strategic from the beginning of building your brand all the way through? Yeah. First part of your strategy, you got to know who the fuck you are. You got to know who you are. Let me just do a real quick exercise. Raise your hand if you have a GED. Raise your hand if you have a high school diploma. Raise your hand if you have a college degree. Don't keep your hand up, keep your hand up. Raise your hand if you own a house that has at least one bedroom. I had none of that and I built a $50 million company. I know that's right, you better Boom. But no, no, no excuses, guys. Now, and I was in a studio apartment. I had just broke up with my nigga because he wasn't in love with me. I started, yep, moved in the studio apartment. Fuck these niggas. Tell me you can tell them fuck these niggas. Motivation. No, no, no. No, 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 fuck these niggas. Fuck Capricorns and Geminis. Everybody else I'm goes. with that. I'm Sorry. I'm with that. Capricorns and Gemini's. The devil had his hand on your parents when they created your ass. Male Capricorn. Male Capricorns. Anyway, I love you. I love you, but I love you, but I'm keeping y'all the I'll fuck away from me. Right. Uh-uh. Stay away. All right, but anyway, fuck y'all niggas. Okay. So listen, 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 for real. So I started my cut. Listen, the the real strategy starts with knowing who you are and being married to the foundation of who you are because God made you different than everybody else. So what I knew about me was I had been a foster kid, I had been molested, I had watched my brother die, I had been shot, I had been abandoned, my mother was on drugs, I had lost everything, so I knew what having nothing felt like. So I had to remember what that felt like so that way every time I got something, I was still humble enough to appreciate having nothing, being able to go back to nothing, and being able to build something from nothing. So 
I knew who I was. I had a vision for what I wanted to do. And when I met Floyd Mayweather, I didn't know he was going to become my best friend because he's heterosexual. He was a billionaire, very testosterone-driven, lots of strippers all the time. And I was gay, very happy to be gay, uh, and talked a lot of shit and sometimes had to talk shit about him. But what I knew was I knew how to attract real. Real people fuck with me. Real people respect me. And the fake people that don't stay away, and that's God's protection. That ain't rejection for me. So really... Your strategy starts with that. And then the other part I learned was that to whom much is given, much is required. And the thing that Queen Latifah said to me was, do for others what I did for you. And that's why I launched my courses, because I felt like all the millions of dollars I spent lawsuits or losing money or losing this, it was my obligation to give other people resources so they, too, can become a self-made millionaire or boss and control your own schedule. This is the one thing I just want to say. The best part of owning Hollywood Unlocked is not the fact that I can text Rihanna anytime I want to, or, hey, that's my girl. That's our girl, that's our girl. But it's the fact that I can wake up every day and decide that I'm gonna go to another country and take two weeks to just be by myself. Or I'm going to not wake up when I, I'm gonna wake up when I wanna wake up, I'm gonna go do what I wanna do, I'm gonna talk to who I want, or I'm not gonna talk. And I don't need to feel the pressure of performing or be obligated to anybody other than myself and God. So let me ask you a question. So everybody in here, does everybody have social media? Of course we all do, right? If, if I'm trying to turn my social media into a business, what would you recommend for everybody who's listening trying to build their business? First of all, take it seriously. Take it seriously. Every single person in here has one social media on their phone. My Facebook right now makes six figures a month, and I never go to that Facebook page. My team does. I never look at it. All I do is cash the checks, and money comes in. Know, know what you want to use your social media for. My Instagram strategy is different than my Facebook strategy. My Facebook strategy is different than my Snapchat channel. My Snapchat channel is different than my, uh, my TikTok. And so know what you're using your social media for. If you're using it to just post what you got on and you ain't getting paid to post what you got on, if you're using it to promote music that you ain't getting paid to post, because there's no music on Hollywood Unlocked that they're not paying for. If you see me talk about a song, if you see us post about a song, they have paid for that. And it is, it is advertising. And so know, just know what you're using your social media for and then know how to protect it because the minute you lose it, if you don't diversify your revenue streams, then all your money is gone. Years ago, a girl named Kara Civil, she fucked around and paid somebody to delete my social media. And I was in there. I was 1.2 million. I was making money. And you no, know, I call it out because they say, um, shame the devil. Anyway, so they deleted my Instagram, but thank God I had a blog and a website and a podcast. I was still making a lot of money and able to survive. So when she thought that she was doing something, what she really did was she lit a fire to my ass, and that's why I got more money than her now, that's why I'm more popping than her, and that's why I'm out here really killing it. I know that's right. Up. That's the best motivation. So, yeah, so, you just gotta watch you being great. So it was one thing, so last night at dinner, it was one thing that I learned from you that stuck with me. And I feel like we all go through this, right? We all, everybody in here has a mission, right? Everybody in here is trying to figure out how to get somewhere, right? And then somebody can offer you something that takes you off that mission, right? And if it's valuable to you at that moment, you might take it. But you got offered your dream situation. Literally. Like, he literally... You want to tell the story? Go to the story. Yeah, this is some bullshit. Y'all ready? Okay. Everybody that knows who I am or has paid attention to who I am, and if you're not, you're just, you're late. You got to get into it, okay? I'm fucking lit. My shit is funny. If you don't All right. know, find out. So, Wendy Williams literally was like my queen. 
She's the queen of daytime talk. She's the best to ever do that shit. She's the blueprint. So everybody that you know, the real fucking all these lame ass shows like Jennifer Hudson and all that lame shit that's on right now. Everybody that's trying to do talk right now. Y'all know that shit is whack. Who in here watched Tamara Hall? Raise Nobody. your hand. No hands are raised. I'm telling you. Okay. So, that's okay. Y'all ain't watching that. But look, here's the deal. Wendy Williams was the blueprint of saying how you mean it, right? Back in the day when she was on radio, she was calling niggas gay. Then when she got the white person back, the white people back, she said, how you doing? That was still gay. She figured out how to commercialize shade in a way that nobody has. And that became, it was like Jesus, Beyonce, Wendy Williams, for me. You know, that's just how, that's, that's, what, that's what motivated me. So when Wendy got, we, I became a fan of Wendy's, uh, and then when I got on Love and Hip Hop, I called the show and I said, hey, I want to meet Wendy. They said, okay, well, come to the show. I said, put me in seats that are not on camera, but I want to be in the front because I wanted to meet her. So when I got to the show, they put me off camera VIP seats, and when, when I walked in, her audience went crazy for me. And she was like, who the fuck is this nigga? Like, who is this? And so when she came over and met me, she invited me back on her show. Long story short, I became a regular on the Wendy Williams show, and we built a personal friendship, personal relationship. So when she got sick, season 18, they called me, and this, this white man, his name is Lonnie. I can't think of his last name, but he's an executive over at uh, Debar Mercury, which syndicates the show. And he says, uh, Jason Lee, this is Lonnie. I'm calling you. It's, it's, the, the, it's the big, biggest call you ever had. This is the call you've been waiting for. I'm like, oh, my God, this nigga about to give me my own show. This is crazy. Like, I'm like, tell, I'm kicking my friend. Like, yo, nigga, we, we made it. And he says, Wendy's not feeling well. She's not going to make it back to the show. We want you to host the Wendy Williams show. That was still a great call. It's a call of a lifetime. Okay. So he said, what the show look like? I just said, okay, Monday, we're going to have Tiffany Addish. Tuesday, we're going to get Cardi B. Wednesday, I'm going to have Mariah Carey pop out and surprise Norman. Thursday, I'm going to get Tamar Braxton. And then Friday, uh, oh no, Thursday, I'm going to get with Nene Licks. And then Friday, let's get Tamar Braxton. Let's do like whatever. And they said, oh my God, that is amazing. I said, I'll book it all. I'll handle it all. Just y'all pay for the flight. I got it. And as I'm on the phone with this nigga, I'm texting Cardi and Mariah and then, and he says, okay, that's great. Well, let's do it. But who are you going to co-host with? Because you're not big enough. And it, it hit me. Well, first thing I said, I said, let me call you back because I need to gather my thoughts for a minute. So I hung up the phone and I thought about this white man that just told somebody who built a $50 million company who can call Mariah and Cardi and Rihanna and all these people that Wendy can't even call that I wasn't big enough. I called him back. I said, Lonnie, first of all, fuck you. Who are you talking to? What you mean I'm not good enough? So they gave it to Sherry Shepard, which is cool. You know what I did? I called my co-host. I ended my podcast. I ended gagging with Jason Lee. I went and opened Hollywood Unlocked Studios. I got a set designer. I built my own sets. I called Puff. I said, Puff, I need a show on Revolt. I got a PR team. I built the Jason Lee show. First interview, Cardi. We fucking killed Sherry Shepard in the numbers. She had like eight, eight 980,000 views. I interviewed Kanye, one billion street. Like, we killed them in the numbers. But what it was for me was, it was validation that if God gives you a vision for who the fuck you are, can't no nigga tell you that you're not that nigga. Absolutely. Period. So... And I'm humble. I'm a very humble person. I don't be on my cocky boy shit except for that time on Drink Chance, but that's because Joe Budden and fucking uh, Peter Rosenberg bitch ass pissed me off. But I really don't be talking shit about people personally because I don't have no personal issues with nobody that don't do nothing to me. But what I learned in that moment was the industry 
elitism, classism, racism is real in this industry. In every walk of life that you work in, it was a white woman at VH1 that told me I couldn't go to the VMA, so I went and started my own award show, the Hollywood Unlock Impact Award. And we showing up for that. Yeah. I mean, yeah, next year's going to be crazy. So, so yeah, the bottom line is they called me and told me that 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 was a call of a lifetime. It ended up being a call of a lifetime because it, it woke me up to where I had to get put a fire under my ass and go and build. And now I own the show. It's a black-owned show. I license it to Revolt. I own the show, and I'm in full control of what I do and who I talk to there. Let's give it up for that. Let's give it up for that. The, the, the one thing that... Absolutely. I, the one thing that I did learn from you that I, I that I have an issue with is, and I think a lot of us do, a lot of us want to build our business, but what we're afraid of is pissing people off. You know, offending people. Or, Real? Yeah, that's yeah, a lot great. of people are. So what I, I mean, learned like yesterday that. was, you can't be afraid to piss somebody off because there's somebody on the other side that's with you. Like, I fuck with your point of view, so you can't be afraid to piss people off. Well, there's, there, let's add to that, though, because I was thinking about this today. I was uh, I, I never Google myself because I don't take myself that serious. Right. Like, let me Google me. But somebody sent me a link of a link of a YouTuber who was talking shit about me. And I ain't going to lie. I did a Google search real quick to see what they were saying. Right. But there is a difference between saying what you believe and being a hater. Absolutely. There is a difference. If you're just a nasty hater, like you mad because, you know, your kid got stuck or stuck in their hair and got them cap teeth because you ain't brushing them up, you steadily giving them Kool-Aid and shit. Or, you know, childhood obesity is a real thing. You stopping through the drive through at McDonald's every night because you too lazy to get your ass in the kitchen and cook for your kids. Don't be mad if somebody says you should probably brush them motherfucking teeth because that's the truth. Right. Now, if you go into all types of other shit about, you know, like the other day, I love Funky Doneva, but when he came for Chloe Bailey, that was some hater shit. No, I, had to call him. I had to call him. I was like, my nigga, you out of line because now you crossed over into some hater shit and you look, you can't look like that and call somebody ugly. You got to fix that. You know what I mean? Yeah. So you can't be a hater. You can be honest and not be a hater. Well, one thing that you said um, is talking to your followers no matter how many followers you have. So there might be a lot of people in the audience that don't have a big following right now that want to know, how do you communicate with them and how do you get that followers to grow? Your point of view matters if you have 100 followers or 100,000. Yes. It's not the quantity, it's the quality yes. of the people that are following you. I have 3.4 million on Instagram, Shade Room has 27 million, and some could say the Shade Room is bigger than Hollywood a lot. And I love Angie, and they are bigger than us on Instagram. They don't have a talk show. They don't have a podcast. They don't have an award show. They, there's, I'm building a music festival. There's a lot of things I have that they don't have, but it doesn't make me better than them or them better than me, me bigger than them or them bigger than me because we all run in our own race. We all get in millions of dollars, and we all still talk and work with one another. Uh, I think where people get disheartened is that when you look at your following, say it stays stuck at 20,000. That ain't nothing but algorithm. You got to figure out how to fuck up the algorithm. You got to figure out how to disrupt and break through the thousands and thousands and thousands of pieces of content every day. And once you find that one thing that sticks, keep doing it. I'll tell you, my courses, I'll tell you our whole blueprint. Every third post on Hollywood Unlock is a viral post. Every fourth post is an ad. We do 50 to 60 posts today. That's our rhythm. We're consistent. At 5 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, you're going to see, I mean, at 5 a.m. Pacific Standard Time, you're going to see a post on Hollywood a lot. 11 p.m. on Pacific Standard Time, you're going to see the last post on Hollywood a lot. But throughout that day, there'll be 50 to 60 pieces of content. There'll be 15 ads that we charge 1500 to 5000 per ad. 
and then you'll see us post viral content in between. That's that sticky content that people send to their friends like, bitch, did you see what they just posted? This nigga got ran over by a motherfucker, shot by a raccoon, and boo That's the shit we post, so you send it to all the motherfuckers that don't even want to look at the shit, but then they go look at the shit, then they look at one, then another, then another, then another, then they find out I got a show, then they go look at one interview, then another, then another, then they like, yo, I love this nigga, he crazy, but really, I'm very smart. And so when people look at me and say, oh, all he do is talk shit all day. I only talk shit when I'm supposed to, when I know it's going to hit, and when I know it's going to draw you into what I'm doing. Other, other than I'm playing with my dogs, chilling with some nigga, or taking a trip or shopping. My shit is just really consistent. Exactly. It's consistent. Exactly. I just, I just want to say a lot of, I think the thing that Jason understands that I caught on to is that some of us use our social media as entertainment. It ain't entertainment. Social media is your universe where you can tell your story, your narrative. And if you're telling a story that matches how other people feel, now everyone is sharing it. They're not sharing it because they love Jason. They're sharing it because Jason said something that they felt. And they wanted to say to their friends, say, I feel the same way. Yo, I went to... Um... <laughs> This is a real story, by the way, and I, I don't always like to tell every single story because some shit you know you should just shut the fuck up, right? I went to Mexico with this nigga, right? I, I was like, want to be in love, and you know, man, he's a, a vacation. Yeah, I mean, I pay for everything. I, yeah, I took care. You know, I'm one of them niggas. If your nigga ain't paying for everything, he don't love you. So anyway, look. I like that. Hey, look, look to your left. Look to your left. Look to your right. <laughs> so I go on vacation, right? We chilling. I get super drunk because I'm on vacation. I love to drink. I am. I love to drink. I was drunk, and then my assistant called and said, you do know you got to go live with BET in like 15 minutes. I'm, I'm, I'm literally with a sombrero in the pool, <laughs> drunk, right? And I'm like, there's no way I can go drunk. They're like, they already paid us. You have to go live. So I go live, right? Me and Safari. I'm live with Safari. It's on YouTube. Please go Google it. Safari. I'll Google it right now. I say some way out disrespectful shit to Safari. On some real, like, I violated. I ain't going to lie. It was bad because I was drunk. I, I didn't even know I did it. Well, the next day, he was online talking about Jason Lee's on cocaine, he's on heroin, he's a drug addict. Look at him, because I, I fell asleep on the live, by the way, with the Samara. No. So check this out. Then I get a call from a company that's about sexual wellness, health, uh, sobriety. Them niggas gave me hundreds of thousands of dollars to talk about being healthy, getting off drugs. So you know what I did? I posted the video clip. Oh my God, I'm working on my sobriety. <laughs> And by the way, fuck that nigga. I ain't with him. He got a free trip, but I'm single. So if anybody out here is single, come holla at me. Hey, hey. All right, so I want to talk about pricing because... I want to get with him. I have to say something because I have to do this because you don't know this. Well, we have to ask to go to Underdog because... Exactly. Of course we But I already know his answer. It's time, man. Yeah. I forget. We over here having a ball. I'm thinking we just... I have something for you, but I want you to ask this question. So, the name of our show is called The God Show, so that is an acronym for Goats and Underdogs, right? So, I do have to ask you, do you consider yourself a goat or underdog in this industry? Um, I know what people say of me, but I know what I think of me. I think people give me my props and say you're the goat, and I love that. But I do look at myself as an underdog. And what drives me to be successful, this is crazy, the realest thing that really motivates me is the, the memory of watching my brother get murdered. Because that took me to the lowest place I've ever been emotionally. I gained lots of weight. I was 323 pounds. I had gained lots of fucking weight. I was negative to everybody that came in touch. If, if I felt pain, I wanted you to feel it. I was, I hit the lowest. So for me, I always feel like 
can't get a Wendy show, gonna go build my own. Oh, don't got an Emmy, gonna go do this. I always feel like I'm the underdog, but that keeps me in the mental space of striving for greatness. Now with now with Floyd Mayweather, you know, watching him turn it on and off. Meeting Floyd is like he funny as she. He just he loves R&B music. He loves strippers. He loves to buy clothes. That's all he likes to do and go to strip clubs. But when that camera comes on, he is a cocky motherfucker. Like he'd be like, yeah, he he, he talk. Cra- I'd be looking at him as soon as the camera go off. I'm like, yo, dog, you crossed the line. You you had a line. But some some of that works for some people. But I never want to encounter somebody and they think that I'm so full of myself. Like what I'm giving you right now is strictly entertainment. I'd be watching Golden Girls Law and Order. I'd be chilling. <laughs> like I really am not problematic. I don't just be wearing jewelry in the house and shit. So, but I'm out here to entertain. And if I was out here saying, hey guys, go watch my course, I'd be like this. He's homosexual, warned as fuck. You know what I mean? Well, I'm going to say this. Uh, because we, we show it on time, obviously. You know, we got to let the next people come. Do we? Yeah, we honestly. Right. This oh, on her. I want to go. By the way, we can go. We was at dinner for three hours. We closed the restaurant. Okay, let's go. Okay, because he, he has a dinner. By the way, this is related. Uh, this is. We just found out that Jason just recently had a birthday. So can we all Leo? wish him happy hey, birthday? And, and I had I did some research and I found out that his favorite color is red. Yes. But to all the Crips in the building, I don't want Uh-oh, no smoke. No smoke. I fuck with Crips, Bloods, no all y'all be cool. So That's what I, LA so what I did was, I got you a gift from okay. our sponsor, a red uh, a red bag. Woo! I'm going to let you open it and unbag it. This is for you, brother. Our sponsor's Token Carry. Because we want you to come to Atlanta. Because we want you to come back and do the show. So we're trying to convince you. We want you to come back and do the show. We, we know you travel a lot, so we want to give you a yes. luxury luggage and book bag. So wherever the earn your leisure dudes are, fill this bitch up with money. Tone, raise your hand, raise your hand, Tone. That guy is the guy that owned Tone Carry. Give it up for Tone. Tone actually sees the value of us black people, and he gave us a real deal. And he, every time I ask for something from my friends, Tone sends. So I want to say thank you to Tone. Here's your bag. Sorry. Yes. And then one more, just last thing, the bag. Here comes money. I right. wish it was. I was like, hold on now. I don't, I know, I I don't know if you do this or not, but I wanted to make sure that I gave it. Uh-oh. You got surprise gifts going on? It's nothing like that. I just don't know if you do this, but the people at Black Smoke want us to send you this. Okay. They now, said there's no tobacco, no nicotine. They just wanted to give it to you. If you want one, they give it to your friend. No, we wanted to give it to you. Okay. I will. I, I First of all, he advertises with us as a black man, black oh, owned business. He does. And hey, let's really, go. Give it a hey, Okay, so I've never met you, but I do know you got Bobby and everybody I know smoking Working this. I've it. never smoked it. Working it. I'm going to try it. Uh, I'm going to definitely try it because it has no nicotine. Um, yeah. And no tobacco, but I, I just want to say, uh, I see oh, Jay. Can I point something out? Please. But let me tell you something. Being good at music, being good at fashion, being good at black smoke, if you don't promote your shit, it does not work. The reason why I will tell you, he he is. I don't even know. Have we ever met? We never met, right? No. Okay, we never met. He's good at influencer marketing, and then he takes that content. He knows how to amplify it so more visit, more eyeballs see it. And then you know when you post on different pages like a Hollywood Unlocked or Shane Robaler, you put your brand in front of not just your consumers but the celebrities, the labels, the publicists, the industry, everybody that follows that, and then they want to know how to work with you. And as your visibility and your value gets higher, the price you have to pay to get people to do your work gets lower. So you you do pay to market yourself. I'm giving y'all game right now, by the way. You do pay, you do pay, you do pay yourself. You do pay to market yourself. Uh, more at the beginning, but like right now, if I want to go on the 
Breakfast Club uh, or uh, Drink Champs or any of the shows. Yeah, your show, I can just call people because I've, I've built the social clout to be, the social capital to be able to do that. So invest in yourself, if anything. So I just want to say, wrapping up, uh, let's give it up for Jason. This guy is brilliant. Thank you so much. Thank you. Uh, he has, he's running a $50 million company and he literally came and made it and he cared about coming and giving you guys information. So give it up for Jason one more time. Thank you. We are the God Show. I appreciate y'all showing up. We are out. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.